0: On June thirteenth, two 2013, the military police attacked us. We were standing on a street named Consola in the center of South America's largest city. The mass of people had come to a stop and was looking up a hill at heavily armored troops, deciding what to do next, when the cops decided for us. Without warning, they began shooting directly at the crowd. Tear gas, shock bombs, maybe rubber bullets. It was hard to know in the moment. The point of this kind of repression is to force you to immediately seek shelter and stop thinking about anything but your own safety. The crowd stops being a crowd and is reduced to a set of individuals. You close your eyes and look down at the ground, sneaking peeks at your surroundings, seeking escape. We scattered through the night into whatever crevice we could find. It was dark as winter was arriving and about as cold as it ever gets in Sao Paulo. There are skyscrapers everywhere in this city, and I found a bit of refuge in the entrance of a residential building. It took me a few moments to regain my senses and realize where I was, after I had confirmed I could still breathe with some regularity. I had been to a lot of protests in my life, around the world and in Brazil, and this was new. Usually the crackdown comes through waves of escalating back and forth provocation and reaction between the cops and the demonstrators. There are several opportunities to leave if you don't want to stick around for the rough stuff, and you can often even understand why the police take the action they do. Not this time. This felt like an intentional assault carried out by the state. I was not on the streets as a protester. I was working as a journalist, both as an international correspondent and one of a few people from the United States with some role in the Brazilian media. It feels a little silly to say that the police attacked us when the reporters were probably not the intended target of the offensive and we were not the brave protagonists actually trying to take risks and make history that night. But the fact that journalists also suffered is, I believe, crucial for understanding how these events shaped history. The police assault starts to become comprehensible if we analyze everything that led up to that night. But even more fascinating, even more puzzling, is what came next. How is it possible that the protests of June 2013 led to the country that existed by the end of the decade? This question is far from settled. When you pose it to the Brazilians who lived through all of this, you may be answered with careful, though usually varied and contradictory, analysis, or met with a flash of rage or a look of dejection, followed by an empty stare into the distance. For now, we can briefly summarize the events that followed. The crackdown on June 13th led to an explosion of sympathy for demonstrations that had been organized by a small group of leftists and anarchists demanding cheaper public transportation. Millions of people took to the streets, shaking the Brazilian political system to its core. New demonstrators brought new demands, better schools and health care, less corruption and police violence, into the mass movement, which could be read as fundamentally progressive. Indeed, the leaders of the Workers' Party, which had been in power since 2003, interpreted the uprising in exactly this way. At the beginning of 2013, it was possible to claim that Brazil's Partido dos Trabalhadores, PT, or Workers' Party, had carried out the most significant social democratic project in the history of the Global South. Outside the rich countries of the First World, a left-leaning government had managed to combine economic growth within the capitalist world system with social policies that meaningfully alleviated poverty garnering widespread support within a liberal democracy.